content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. It's Wellness Wednesday. Brought to you by Cardio Miracle. For your heart, for your health. Visit them online at CardioMiracle.com. And now, welcome to One Life Radio. <laughs> welcome to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early. We are broadcasting live here from Big D, that's Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. How about them Rangers? How about them Rangers? <laughs> they won. Question they won. mark? No, they yeah. didn't just win. <laughs> no. They spanked the D-Bags. <laughs> so one uh, more game. If they win, they yep. win, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. First time ever. Do you, you know, know what that means? Yeah. A parade. Oh, yeah. Parade. <laughs> Do we, are we going to have a parade? I, we probably will. Yeah, we will. Sure we will, right? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I was gonna I, mean, say, I was going to say something really smart, A, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try so hard to get excited about sports. I do. but Oh, my God. I love sports. I am so looking forward to the Cowboy-Eagle game on Sunday at 3 o'clock. What do you guys think about that? What, what you, I, I have, I have a, a feeling. I just think the Eagles are on fire this year. I do. And I, and I hate to say it, but I... I think that uh, the Cowboys are in for a huge fight with the Eagles on Sunday. What do you think? I think everybody in Philly should probably stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you don't like football, Jer and Mayor Marie. You don't. You don't. I just, you guys, I don't watch it. I don't how did I end it? up on the air with two people who don't love football like me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Football's but... like life. Okay. You get 100 years. Let's just 100 yards, you know, 100 years or, you know, 60 minutes, four quarters of your life. Think about it like that, okay? What do you mm. think? Spend your entire <laughs> life throwing yourself well, against giant guys in pads, getting a concussion over and over again. You're right. Yeah. It sounds a lot like life. Yeah, it does, you know. <laughs> and so each quarter, you know, so, you know, you, you come out strong, right? You come out really strong and you score a lot of times. And as you get older, you lose your momentum, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes you, you speed up in your in your later years and you get more momentum than, uh, than, than ever when you don't have children to raise and whatever, but you have your, you know, you have your great passes. You have uh, the times that you drop the ball. I mean, there's so many analogies to football. So. Causes me anxiety. That's like life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and you win a few, you lose a few. Sometimes you have a champion year, but that doesn't mean you can rest on those laurels. You got to get up and do it again. So, yeah, but the Cowboys haven't won a champ championship in a very long time. So, yeah. I think the last one was in the 90s, 97. Yeah, something like that. It's been a while. I used to be a season ticket holder, both to the Mavericks and the Cowboys. Um, and the last time I was at a Cowboy game was when they played the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving like three years ago, I think it was. I think the last time I was at a game, I was wearing a rabbit fur coat, if that says anything. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. What, like in 1984? I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was back before we knew what they did with rabbits. I to make know. that rabbit fur coat. I had a rabbit fur coat, too, and I gave it away. I have a great <laughs> picture of me in that rabbit fur coat, though. I uh, love that a, coat. On a cold. It was so sexy, and I used to wear it with these little white, like, boots. And I, and I remember, gosh, some things I'm always afraid to say. You know, I, I have a lot of great stories, but I bought these really cheap boots, and um, they were white, and I used to wear them with my white rabbit fur coat, and I used to think, oh, man, I look uh-huh. so good. I'm so <laughs> hot, you know, in my skinny jeans and my white. But I, those boots were on the cover of Penthouse Magazine at one time, the exact mm. same boots. I didn't pay that for them. I got them for like $20 at a bargain store or something, but they were the exact same style of penthouse boot. i think and her, her feet were up in the air and she had those boots on oh was, i had already bought them but i oh, thought okay. oh my god those are the same boots i have um not that i read penthouse but interesting right yes. jerry say something you're making me feel jerry, awkward you have to have <laughs> what was your what was a fashion trend that you just or a piece of clothing you just loved in high school thought you looked so cool in it i never thought i looked cool in anything um, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I know. Come on. Come on. You had a pair of t- that, shoes that makes or a me concert sad. T-shirt or a bandana around your jeans. Bandana <laughs> around my jeans. For Remember, your guys used to wear like bandanas tied around their I, thighs. I, I never saw jeans. that. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, Marie my, hung my, out my with a wild was, crowd. Uh, <laughs> was the yeah. uh, hyper, uh, the uh, Genera hyper color shirts. I love those hyper colored shirts. Yeah, that's when the color changing yes. dye technology oh, first came Genera. out, yeah, and it was okay. by uh, Genera. And mm-hmm. I was so proud of myself because I was uh, mall shopping and I was going through the boxes that were. I was like, "What is this box doing here?" Next to where they had them, you know. And this is like in the '80s, and they wanted thirty dollars for a T-shirt. In the '80s, that was just dumb. Um, I mean, you know, it's expensive now, but it was just ridiculous in the 80s. And I'm going through the box next to it, and I found one where it didn't have Hypercolor by Genera printed across it. It was like, just like the G and part of something else was like over on the seam under the arm. So it had been misstruck, and they gave it to me for like $10. I was so happy, and I had a genuine (laughs) Hypercolor Genera t-shirt, and it was very cool. Wow. See? That is cool. I'm you looking. There's an original Party Animal Limited Edition green Hyper Flash. Is that the same thing? And it's got Party Animal on it with handprints, and it's thirty four ninety five. There's only thirteen left, Jerry. You want one for Christmas? Is that the right one? Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it was color changing. I don't know. Color I don't know changing. what you're looking at. Those well, haven't been a thing in a very colors? long time because of the heat in the fabric. That can't be healthy. It it was because it of the was body heat for, did yes. something to the yeah, kind of like. Um, I don't know. What is? Uh, I don't know how the technology worked. Man, yeah, vintage '90s hypercolor Genera shirt, hundred mm. bucks. Well, I oh, that's what happened. Genera uh-huh. filed for bankruptcy in 1992. Ah, I remember Genera. That was a. They'll probably come popular. back. As it comes back, like everything's come back, like every 20 years. But that's why I asked. You know, are these healthy to have on your body? Like the chemical. I'm sure they're just it. fine. Did they actually change colors? I don't remember. I was yes, I, yes, they like did. a mood okay. ring. Like a remember the oh, yeah, like, like a mood a ring. Mood ring. Uh-huh. Okay, gotcha. It's like your body heat changes the color. Huh. Yeah. Do you think they'll make a comeback? Genera? No. Yeah. Well, uh, just this technology, this 
you know, for so, some entrepreneur out there listening that wants it to do something like cool. It seems like it would heat up under your arms more than your, if it was like. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there, it, it did change color under there quite a bit. Huh. But it was, it, you know, just the parts that were actually touching your skin would get How warm enough them? to change. And then you put your, 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 your jacket on, you take your jacket off, and it was all one color. And then it would start to mm-hmm. cool off. And, the, and the, the patterns, it was kind of like something that was tie-dyed, but it was constantly shifting yeah. and changing. Oh, wow. Did they ever make pants with heat um, that were heat? Uh, Not that I saw. Ew, heat responsive? I don't think that would be a good idea. <laughs> Not that I saw. And <laughs> that I agree, that would probably have been a bad uh, idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? Why? Are you joking? I'm just asking. We're just talking. Because the heat is going to... Be all in one area. What area, Marie? Oh God, whatever. <laughs> she wants you to say penis, Marie. She wants you to say it really bad <laughs> no, on the I air. Don't. <laughs> I know. It goes for girls too. Oh yeah, yeah I know. Right down the crack of your butt. <laughs> Come on now. God. Not a not well, a good idea. All right, well, let's. Where are we going with this? Let's go. Let's turn down a different road. What do you guys want to <laughs> talk about? We've got about three minutes. Oh, my gosh. We saw the cutest trick-or-treaters last night. Oh, we did. We did. We uh-huh. did. You know, one little girl, Jared, this was so cute. Um, she said, I said, because, you know, I had all that candy from Costco, and I had one of the sugary, like, Twizzlers and sour balls and just whatever, you know, mm. all the all that sort of candy. And the other one, I had chocolate. And I said, you get pick five of each. Uh, of five each can- of each. Five of each. Ten pieces of candy. Ten pieces Jerry. of candy. Well, that's because <laughs> I had a bunch of it. And I knew that I wasn't going to get, f- I, I knew I would have enough. And in fact, I did. And I have two, I have a lot still left over. That's why I was trying to be so generous. And and these are kids that, you know, we're, I'm kind of a little bit kind of sort of out in the, in the country. So that the houses are kind of far apart. And they came on uh, ATVs, and some of them were walking, you know, with cars, and the kids got out and did, like, one little couple of houses at a time. ATVs? Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. It was crazy. Uh-huh. I know, and it was, and I just had so much fun, and I built a fire in my fire pit, and I put my, my lawn chairs around it, and Marie um, dressed up like a chicken, <laughs> and, I was a, and I was a corn cob. <laughs> A corn cob and a chicken. That's <laughs> yeah. What else did we put out? Oh, and then Marie put on a a, a nice uh, a music. We feed. had our Halloween music. Halloween uh, music feed. Mm-hmm. Mixtape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else do we do? We had little uh, ceramic like those bags. They look like paper bags with the candles in them, but they're ceramic. Oh yeah, yeah. Had them for years, and uh-huh. I brought them back out. And I'm uh, yeah, I'm so sentimental. But though. tell what the little girl said. Oh, and the little girl said to me, she said, I don't want to take five because I want to save the candy um, for the other kids. Can you believe uh, that? You know, you hear something like that and it just gives you faith in the world again. It does from the from Mm -hmm. out of the mouth of babes, you know, comes a lot of beauty, comes a lot of truth. And I just I, you know, I miss my babies. And and this was my one of my first Halloweens without my children around. And I was really missing them. And uh you know, you, someone, you don't just turn off that switch. Once you become a mother, I'm a mother for 27 years, and I'm an empty nester now. And w- even though, you know, they're not living in the house anymore, you just really miss them. But you never turn off that switch. You never say, oh, okay, now I'm done being a mother now. You're always a mother once you're a mother or a father. And um, and I just enjoyed seeing the kids last night. They were so darn cute. They just really were. But I'm looking at the clock. We've got a great show coming up. We actually, we have Dr. Haley Perlis, you guys. She's amazing. You're going to love what we're talking about, how to make confident decisions and stop doubting yourself. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. 
If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. For more than a decade and a half, John Hewlett has been on a journey to share the miracle of nitric oxide, bioavailable vitamin D3, and other essential vitamins and nutrients with the world. His focused research and study during those years inspired him to create Cardio Miracle, formulated with over 50 of the finest ingredients, working in synergy to support optimal sustained levels of nitric oxide. Visit CardioMiracle.com to read John's amazing story, and learn about the health benefits of nitric oxide. That's CardioMiracle.com. For your heart, for your health. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Haley. Perlis, we are broadcasting live here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Always great to have Dr. Perlis with us. She is an elite alpine ski racer. Dr. Haley Perlis completed and trained with the best in the world, pushing herself to the limits time and time again. She later earned a Ph.D. in sports psychology, and today she helps the world's top athletes and Fortune 100 executives overcome mental blocks to reach their goals and beyond. Haley uh, earned her PhD at the University of Northern Colorado with an emphasis on social psychology of sport and physical activity. Her MS at the University of Florida in sport pedagogy. Oh my gosh, there I go again. I always get thrown off by that. It's Pedagogy. Is that correct, Dr. Haley? She has not called in yet. Oh, she hasn't called in yet. Well, good. Then I'm going to read that over again. (laughs) And then we'll just cut it out. (laughs) Dr. Haley earned her Ph.D. at the University of Northern California with an emphasis on social psychology of sport and physical activity. Her M.S. at the University of Florida in sport pedagogy and her bachelor's degree at the University of Western Ontario and kinesiology, which is uh, unbelievable. That's uh, such an incredible degree to have. A lot of people don't understand it. I'm going to actually ask her about it when we get her on the air. Uh, Her website is drhaleyperlis.com. That's drhaleyperlis.com. Her YouTube channel is Dr. Haley Perlis on peak performance. And we're going to be talking about how to make confident decisions and stop doubting yourself, which I think everybody can relate to this, whether it's a small decision or a big decision. We make decisions sometimes, you know, sev- I, I, we, we make decisions every minute, really, on what we're going to do, what we're going to say, where we're going to go. <laughs> I don't know. What, what you're going to play. What you're going to play. 
<laughs> what button you're gonna push? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh! I do, know. Do we have her on the air yet, Jer? Uh, that would. Is Jer on the air? <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about making I decisions, know. though. Between ourselves. Oh my ourselves. gosh! I was thinking about this. Do you ever? Do you ever? Are you? Do you have friends that like will not make a decision like any time? Like you say, what do you want to eat? And yeah. they want, like, the smallest decisions. That well, yeah. makes me crazy. Well, there's an old saying that not making, uh, indecision in itself is a decision, mm-hmm. that you must make a decision, whether it's a yes or a, a no, a yay or a nay. Mm-hmm. That in itself is a decision. We'll ask Dr. Perlis about it when we get her on the air here. You I can ask her right so, now. Okay, I was but say, I would I, think that somebody <laughs> who constantly <laughs> wants somebody else to make the decision would also be making the decision not to make a decision. <laughs> Well, let's talk about it. How you doing today, Dr. Perlis? Welcome back to One Life Radio. Oh, Bernadette, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. I love your sense of humor. You're always such a light. Um, and uh, we're talking, did you hear what we said a minute ago? The indecision in itself I, I, is a form of decision, right? And Jerry, what did, and, and repeat what you said. I said that someone who constantly waits for someone else to make the decision Mm-hmm. Like if you're constantly asking somebody else to make a decision, but they never make a decision, it drives you crazy because they don't make yeah. the decision. Right. Isn't that also a form of making the decision not to make the decision because you're waiting for <laughs> them to make I, the decision? I know. <laughs> that sounds like the lyrics to a great song, by the way. <laughs> not really. I don't know. <laughs> but Dr. Pearl is... I'm so confused. <laughs> I know. I certainly, well, I'm, I'm certainly not going to make a decision. <laughs> That's actually the reasons why we don't make decisions, because we're overwhelmed and confused. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Glad decisions I as to what to eat. I mean, we make decisions sometimes, you know, multiple times an hour, mostly, right? We make decisions all the time. Small de- decisions, big decisions, but how to make confident decisions and stop doubting yourself. That's our topic today with Dr. Haley uh, Perlis. And we, we've already read your introduction. I don't know if you heard it, um, but uh, it's great to have you with us. And as I said, today we're talking about how to make confident decisions. Okay, so I love this question. I really do. And you, you post this question on your blog um, at HaleyPerlis.com. And someone wrote into you and asked this question, okay? Um, a Division One college football referee, right? He asked you right. to give him yeah. some advice. Like when he makes a call, he gets freaked out, right? And he's afraid that he made a bad decision. What did you say to him? Yeah, he was really overwhelmed with what people are going to think, you know, because there's two teams. So obviously one's going to be happy, one's going to be not happy. Right. And, you know, and then just the confidence behind that. So in order to make a good decision, you have to <laughs> you have to choose the top priority, the top criteria to which, to which you're going to base that decision. So for this referee, yes, you know, yes, you want to please certain people perhaps, or yes, you know that people are going to be, you know, uh, judging your decision, but none of that matters. The only thing that's relevant are the rules of the game. And you have to base your decision based on the rules of the game, not on the scoreboard, not on what coaches and athletes are going to say or do afterwards. The only thing that matters. And so what we have to do in ahead of time when we're about to make a decision is understand what is the criteria. So for example, You know, this morning, my boyfriend and I were talking about dinner and we decided, well, what's the most important thing? And right now it is snowing and winter and we're not ready for it. So he said anything uh, except anything that requires me to have to grill. So there, now we're going to make our decision. All right. You know, so again, we, you decide what's most important to you. And then that allows you to direct your focus to make that decision 
for the one thing that is most important to you. And you mm-hmm. also have to understand that this is not about pleasing everyone. And this is not about getting everything you want, because I don't believe that we can do that. So again, mm-hmm. you got to prioritize what's most important and then yeah. base your decision against that criteria. Yeah, and it's not going to be popular sometimes, that's for sure, especially a referee. But, Marie, uh-huh. you you wanted to say something. No, I just think I would be so freaked out about having an entire stadium boo me oh, that yeah. I don't think I would be <laughs> able to make any decisions as a referee. I'd freeze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. and then. What did they do before instant? They, how long is instant replay? I guess it's been there since almost, you know, I guess since it's been televised, right? But I don't think they always had instant replay, but that actually helps a lot, right? Because it, you have to be so hyper-focused as a referee to make that call, and sometimes referees are wrong. They maybe lost focus for a split second, and that's all it would take, right, to make a bad call? Absolutely. And then, you know, just compound that with all of the pressures that you're experiencing from external and internal distractions. Yeah, it's it's... It's really difficult, and you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. Instant replay was uh, first used on December 7th, 1963 <laughs> on an Army-Navy football game. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and now they, they take it to New York. They have, like, a whole team of people that look it over because they go by the rules, right? Kind of like our government, the Supreme Court. They go by the rules. They, they, they make the decision based on the Constitution, right? Right. <laughs> Like, yeah. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, or they're supposed to, anyway. The NFL first used it in 1986. Who did? The NFL. Oh, the NFL in 1986. 1986. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Thank goodness yeah. for that. So that helps us, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, can, but, you, can you identify um, why it's so hard for us to make a decision and making one especially quickly? Personally, I or my humble my humble opinion is that because we want to please everyone, we want to you know do the best that we can for everyone. We want to have our cake and eat it too, so we want everything, and so we're trying to figure out how to have it all and how to please everyone, and it's not possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, we we have to own the fact that we do have to make choices. We do have to decide what's most important here, and then you know make your decisions based on what's most important, understanding that again. You might disappoint some people. You might even disappoint yourself because you, you won't yeah. be able to have everything. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm um, cup, I'm I'm dealing with uh, having to make a huge decision uh, right now. I'm not going to say what it is, but you know, and I, I've second guessed decisions I've made hundreds of times. That we all do. It's part of the human experience. But what is the key to making confident decisions? The number one thing. Well, you know, uh, the number one thing. <laughs> well, I think I just, I, I think I just said that you got to choose your criteria. But I would actually go back and look at my, and and look at the past. We can use our past to create our best future. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that is relatable from our past, we can go ahead and, and pull on that because that's either going to give us an opportunity to learn from our mistakes if we didn't make a good decision, or if we had made a good decision. Well, listen, that's a strength, so we can do this again. Mm-hmm. So we can, I know use that, our, we can use our past. Well, and you say do the work, right? Do the work ahead of time. Educate yourself. Do your uh, diligence, your due diligence. Gain confidence with knowledge and then make that decision. That makes a lot of sense because knowledge is power, right? The power to make the right decision based on facts. Right. And, you're, and then, again, that helps you narrow down to what's the most important thing that I want to achieve out of this. And then you can direct your decision based on that. Yeah. You know, I can share because, you know, you, Bernadette, you Please. said you have a challenge. I have a challenge too right now. I am 
five weeks into Instagram. I am starting social Oh, boy. Yeah. And um, I've had a very negative, you know, but I'm working on my own mental blocks around that. And, you know, someone advised me to post every single day. It's just about getting the post out there. And for me, what's most important to me is the quality of the content, mm-hmm. not the quantity. Right. And so I am making my decision. It's my business. It's, it's my, my social media. I am choosing what's most important to me is having quality content. Mm-hmm. And I just simply can't have quality content every single day. So that's, I chose, you know, the quality of the content over posts and likes and growth. Yeah. Because uh, to me, that's most important. Here's a pro tip. Put a picture of your dog. <laughs> oh, I know. Picture of a dog. That's all you have to do. Put a picture of your dog. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and then the, uh, yeah, yes. because I tell you, like, uh, I, I mean, we've had some fantastic guests on this show, including you. We could have. We could bring Jesus on the show, and I'm not sure he would get as many likes as, as a if picture I had of a dog. Of a dog. And <laughs> I swear. Dr. Haley, and it's like, well, you know, and I'm sure you do this. Hey, you want to spend time on it. You want it to look good. Yep. You want it to sound good and everything, and all of this time, and then, like, you know, nothing, and then put a picture of a dog. Yeah. I mean, and it's <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm using a real-life experience. So we had someone on the show. She was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. She's got millions of followers. She's been on the cover of Cosmo, mm. you know, and and we even promoted it because we do sometimes just because she was such a fantastic guest. And my dog got more likes than having her on the I show. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on, you guys. And she's gorgeous, too, by the way. So, uh-huh. I mean, it's like, what the heck? I know. Social, I don't know. Yeah. I have a love-hate thing with social media. Yeah. And, I mean, it's all over the place. I can go from, and then I've got one here about, uh, with Linus, you know, from uh, uh, Howard Schultz. It says, if it can be destroyed by the truth, it deserves to be destroyed by the truth. 465 likes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mix Man. in the dog pictures with some quotes and you're golden. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's nuts. Retriever. It's nuts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you know what? Their we have decision to... is made. I'm, yes. I, I, that's right. And I have to make a decision to go to break right now. So yeah. let's do it. And we'll be back with Dr. Haley Perlis, you guys. Stay tuned. How to make confident decisions and stop doubting yourself. Stay tuned. You're listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Brought to you by Cardio Miracle. In the fight against corruption, together we are stronger. Join me at the Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, Rise and Resist, in Savannah, Georgia, November 3rd through the 5th, and learn how to confront corruption in big pharma, big government, big tech, big food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on Leave. Join the fight and remember, people over profits, truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket. The Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there. Centuries before scientists identified the incredible nutritive value of beef liver, our ancestors naturally revered it for the energy and vitality it provides. But most people today find liver's health benefits much more appealing than its flavor. That's why our partner EnviroMedica offers a superior New Zealand grass-fed beef liver supplement. All the complex benefits of this ancient powerhouse superfood in modern, easy-to-swallow capsule form. Find out how to rewild yourself for optimum health at EnviroMedica.com. That's EnviroMedica.com.
Wellbeing Journal is a remarkable bi-monthly health publication esteemed by intelligent readers worldwide. It's available in print or digital, single issues or subscription. Its focus is on living a happy, healthy life and preventing or healing illnesses naturally. Preventing or healing cancer, arthritis, cardiovascular conditions, and digestive issues, as well as nutritional solutions for optimal health are regular subjects. Learn more at wellbeingjournal.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Haley Perlis. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California. On ABC News Talk, Dr. Haley Perlis is an elite alpine ski racer. Uh, she, Dr. Dr. Perlis competed and trained with the best in the world, pushing herself to the limits time and time again. She later earned a PhD in sports psychology and today she helps the world's top athletes and fortune 100 executives overcome mental blocks to reach their goals and beyond you can find her on her website at drhaleyperlis.com that's drhaleyperlis.com or her youtube channel dr haley perlis on peak performance it's always a great joy to have her on the show with us today we're talking about how to make confident decisions and stop doubting yourself so dr perlis many times you know we are full of what ifs right after making decisions so how do we how do we become secure in the decisions that we make and not wonder what if? Yeah, great question, Bernadette. And something that I actually do in my consulting practice with athletes or anyone that I'm working with is, is come up with what if plans. So if we know that we have a decision and we're kind of contemplating and we have time to contemplate, if you were to make this decision, what could happen? What if this happens? What if that happens? And we have this um, op- almost like a preparation plan. So really, we're realizing at the end of that, the whole exercise is to help us come out saying, you know what, no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Mm, because wow. we have a plan to conquer any what if. Yeah. So planning again, you know, uh, yeah. just yeah, doing the work ahead of time. And that seems to be um, the message here in order to be confident in your decision. So why do we doubt ourselves after making a decision? Because we're human. <laughs> because mm. it's natural. Because it's, you know, it's just, it's just it's something we've, I don't know, nature nurture. It's been ingrained in us. And it's okay. But if we mm-hmm. focus more, if we give the doubt more focus and more attention than the reason why we made that decision and all the, you know, and all the confidence in that decision, then we're, you know, doing ourselves a disservice. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm okay with the doubts. It's just now learning not to pay so much attention to them because we're human. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this, but why do men seem like they're, they can make decisions easier than women? <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I don't think that. I do. Yeah, I don't think that either. You don't? Guys are the worst about like not deciding where to eat. Well, I'm thinking about, well, I'm thinking about business. It seems like in business, they, they are more confident in their swift decisions at times. I don't know. Mm. You know, it's funny. Growing up, growing up, we always make a joke about my father because we'd always say, you know, what, where do you want to go for dinner? And he'd be like, I don't care anywhere. And then my mother would mention something and he'd be like, oh, yeah. no, I don't want that. I know. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> so I'm wrong, and I'm okay being wrong. I made a decision <laughs> after I, if I was going to say it, I'm putting myself out there. But I don't know. I think that women are naturally um, just they're, they're 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 kinder. You know, they care about hurting someone's feelings, right? They're just I don't know. That's well, just yeah. I think you have to be secure in your goals and where you want to go, or what you, you know that make that makes it a lot easier to make decisions because a lot of times, like I don't, you know, have a set path of the direction I'm going and so that makes it harder to make a decision if you don't know where you're going mm -hmm. yeah or what the end goal is Dr. Perlis what do you say or what about? you or what you value or what you value mm -hmm. most in life right. so for me I value I value health so that often means that you know I'm going to eat I'm going to eat at home and not go out a lot so um for for, for meals or I'm going to choose where I go based on my health not based on the number one restaurant in the city not based on the you know, most often I do like to indulge, so don't get me wrong, but more oh, often but than pizza. not, you know, my focus is, <laughs> but pizza, yeah, but maybe that's like, you know, like a once a week or thing, but you know, yeah. I believe that we can make our kind of what Marie said, make our decisions when we know what the priority is, mm -hmm. what we value most, what our goals are, where we're headed, because we cannot have it all. We, I just simply, we, we're going to have to make sacrifices. We're going to have to accept certain things. And if we mm -hmm. understand that, then we can make our decisions based on our top values. Mm -hmm. What are some of the distractions that can keep us from making confident, good decisions, Dr. Perlis? Well, in the world of social media, you see what everyone else is doing. <laughs> so, <there's, laughs> you know, um, so I think it's hard to go against the grain. So sometimes I think we have external distractions. You see what everyone else is doing. And then it's mm -hmm. just, you know, the, the, the moo ba, you know, just getting into the line and be, being a herd with everyone else and going against the grain might be hard. And then there's those internal distractions too, being wanting to please everyone, wanting to figure out a way how to be perfect, wanting to, and all of that is wasted energy because it's mm -hmm. not something that we can achieve. And again, it keeps us away from what you said, Bernadette, at the beginning is all the due diligence that we did, all the information mm -hmm. that we've collected. And then it means nothing when it comes to the decision because of all these distractions. Mm -hmm. And I and I'm famous for what, for what I'm about to ask you. So should we ask others advice when making a big decision? I'll do that. I'll ask like 20 people, and I'll get all their opinions, and then I'll filter it all down. You know, until she gets the decision that she wanted in the first place. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, no, that, no, that is no. That I I really do respect other people's opinions because I don't have every single life experience or tool in my toolbox. So I really do. Look to others, different perspectives. I'm very open-minded. I think that's a good way to be when making a decision. But can it also, like, really mess you up? It can backfire. So I'm with you. I I do like being open-minded. I don't know everything. And if I'm just, you know, recycling my own thoughts and just recycling my own thoughts, but be strategic on who you ask. And remember, the confused mind does say no. So the more people you ask, the more opinions you get, the harder it's going to be. So choose, choose your people wisely. Why are you going to them? How can they add value? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like to mix it up. You know, I go like half female, half male, you know, different uh, ages. A lot of times, uh, you know, out of, the, out of the mouth of babes, I said this earlier in the broadcast, comes the truth, right? Sometimes they see things that we can't as, as, as we get older. And so I think it's good to ask a lot of different, a variety of people what their thoughts are, depending upon what it is. But can we train ourselves to be more confident in, in our decisions? I believe so. And it's kind of what we've been talking about. It's 
it's those, you know, rather insignificant decisions that we make every single day. If we start being a little bit more cognizant of them, you know, what you're going to have for dinner tonight, well, let's base that decision on this goal or this value. All the small little decisions actually train ourselves to, you know, to, well, give us confidence so that we have a bigger decision to make. We have practice. Mm-hmm. So it's the training every single day. You know, don't just make decisions based on, you know, just w- whatever happens. But think it through and mm-hmm. and think the most insignificant things through, not to add more time to your day, but, you know, all the things. Just really say, okay, I made that decision about dinner tonight because this is what I value. I made that decision about my exercise or my emails or my organization because this is what I value. And then that will actually develop the, the skill set of uh, quick and efficient and confident decision making. Mm-hmm. Is it important to trust our intuition? <laughs> if your intuition is right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how sometimes you just get a gut feeling about something, or so. You know, I have to say, you know, and I say, you never know when you ask a person. You know, when you're making a decision, and and I, I actually wrote about this. We put a we put an article out about this. Um, you know, in my past experience, you're always going to have naysayers. Had I listened mm-hmm. to those naysayers, I would not have had the success that I've had, and I would not be sitting right now behind this mic. Sometimes you just have to make decisions that maybe scare the bejesus out of you, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. listen to your intuition. I agree with you, and I'm in the same boat. I don't know that my career would be what it is if I listened to other people. How I choose to practice, and, and absolutely, and that was those those are those strong gut feelings that, yes, I want to pay attention to. Absolutely. I, I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the clock. I need to make another decision. We have to go to break, everyone. <laughs> we'll be right back. More coming up with Dr. Haley Perlis. Stay tuned. How to make a confident decision. Uh, you are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. Protecting your health can get pretty complicated these days. And if you're like me, you have a counter full of supplements and it can be exhausting. I think most of us like to keep things simple. I know I do. That's one of the things I like about Cardio Miracle. It's a comprehensive heart and health supplement with over 50 ingredients and antioxidants, including organic beets, carrots, coconut, pineapple, and raspberries, combined with the best amino acids, such as L-arginine, L-citrulline, and L-ornithine. These ingredients work together synergistically to promote and sustain the body's natural production of nitric oxide. Our body is amazing, and it's important to remember that it wants to be healthy. By giving it natural and bioavailable nutrients, it can keep all of our different systems in shape, and it will work in the background to achieve a better level of overall health while you go about living your life. So give it what it needs with Cardio Miracle. Find Cardio Miracle at CardioMiracle.com. That's CardioMiracle.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. 
get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Haley Perlis. Uh, we are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking with Dr. Haley Perlis about how to make confident decisions and stop doubting yourself. I know you have a great story to share about your grandmother, and she may have just solved my, <laughs> made my decision for me after reading, you know, a little bit about this story. So can you share it with us about a post that you put on your blog about the lessons your grandmother taught you about being committed to your choices? And let's hear the story. Absolutely. So my grandmother just turned this past September 100, <gasps> and uh, she still FaceTimes with me. She's lived by herself. Oh, I and, love uh, that one of the story. Lessons. Yeah, she's fabulous. And one of the lessons, one time she said to me, and she speaks as like, she says, you people, <laughs> she, she, you know, focuses on all of us. She goes, you people have too many choices. We didn't have as many choices. And I think we were happier. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I look at that and I'm like, we, so we're all, we're talking about making decisions and making decisions. But she was like, you know, we didn't even have these decisions that you all have to make. And I think because of that, we were happier. And I look at that. And I think two things. One is I think we're blessed to have decisions. We have the luxury of making choices. Uh, the second part of that, though, is once, well, first, you, again, you have to make a choice, which we just talked about. But then once you make that choice, you have to give it enough time, give it enough mm-hmm. effort for it to play out. Too often we just switch, right? Oh, the grass yeah. is always greener on the other side. We don't really commit to it. Mm-hmm. And so I believe it's, one, being able to make a choice. But then also, too, giving it a real solid effort, giving it a, enough time and effort to really tell us if it was the right decision or if we need to make, you know, take a detour, make a pivot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what I was saying about getting wisdom from all age groups, right? That would include your grandmother <laughs> right. and the wisdom that she has. And, and, you know, I do think that we give up too easily. Perseverance, that's another reason I'm still, I'm sitting here. I, anything I've ever sunk my teeth into, I persevered. You know, I, I didn't give up when, when times were tough. And I just think people do give up uh, way too easily um, because they want to, they want, they want things quickly. They want instant gratification. They want to get rich quick, you know, um, and, and they're really, is no such thing not for longevity would you agree no i absolutely agree and also you start to doubt yourself so quickly when it's not really about your inabilities it just needs a little bit more time it just needs a little bit more persistence you might you you might have the ability to develop to develop that skill set if you give yourself the opportunity to develop that skill set uh-huh what else does your grandmother say? I love getting wisdom from older people. <laughs> what else does she say? Some of her famous, uh, you know, quotes. Give them, give it to us, Dr. Haley. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My, my, my grandmother, she says, ne- this is actually a really great thing. Like, she'll ask me a question, and then she'll stop and say, actually, it's not my problem, none of my business. And she's very, and like, listen, she asked me questions, and I'm so happy to tell her all about my, my life. Uh, but it's interesting. She says, not my problem, none of my business. And I think we we get into other people's businesses. We, oh, we just, yeah. you know, let's focus on ourselves. And so, you know, she's she's curious, but then she's like, wait a second, though. Like, you know, it's not my problem, not my business. So she doesn't put herself into other people's 
you know, life. Uh-huh. And I think that's something that we can learn for sure. Oh, that's great <laughs> advice. And because that's, then it becomes, it's also got to do with that comparison game, right? I'm pretty sure, I don't right. know your grandmother, but based on what you've told me, she is so, she would not be that person that would compare herself uh, ever to anyone else. No, she, no. Yeah. And she doesn't, and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't try to, she doesn't create more drama for herself getting into other people's businesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah. want your grandmother to get in your business, though. I'd be like, no, I want you to. Like, give me your advice. Yeah. Well, I like, yes, she, and it comes from a state of curiosity, but she just wants to make sure that, that I know it's from curiosity, not because she's mm-hmm. trying to, what's the word I'm looking for? Not she's trying to intervene, right? She's not mm-hmm. trying to, yeah. But it's funny, you know, Bernadette, you said, like, who do you ask for advice? I don't know that I asked for my grandmother, but she, you know, just in conversation, she definitely has this amazing ability to, to share her thoughts. And mm-hmm. I listen. Yeah. I listen. I was, I was in a nursing home uh, the other day, and I, I actually made a new friend. Uh, her name is Bonnie, and, and she's half Italian and half Irish like me. And she was just a light that came into the room, um, Dr. Perlis. I can't wait to, uh, to visit her, um, uh, as well as my, my former mother-in-law. They're in the same place. But I love listening to older people and what they have to say. They have so much wisdom when you want to make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And they keep, and she keeps herself sharp. I mean, I'm not, I don't know that I'm gonna, you know, take this lesson to complete heart in the exact same way. But man, is she smart on Jeopardy! I mean, she oh. <laughs> she keeps that brain fresh. She keeps that brain going. Um, so it's, uh, you know, another thing. Just and she's 100 years old. So we got to keep using. Wow. We got to keep exercising our minds, our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's so important. Like you, health is like my number one thing, and it should be for everyone because you can't replace it once you lose it. And it's the most valuable asset you have, that and your your reputation or your word. But, you know, to get back to the decision thing, what if we have a negative outcome from a decision we made? How do we not let that affect our decision-making ability in the future? So the first thing is we all have to understand, again, that we're not perfect. If in sports, the best athlete is not the perfect athlete. It's the athlete that gets back up. It's the athlete that best recovers. So what we need to do is not harp on the fact that we made a, de- a bad decision, not judge ourselves, not say that, you know, we're sucky, we can't make a decision. Just actually, again, getting back to the due diligence, looking at the knowledge, looking, learning, and then using that information to grow so that we can make a better decision next time. Mm-hmm. I really would love it for us to learn how to evaluate and not judge. And there is a big difference. You know, mm-hmm. I made this decision and now knowing I, I, I have this information to help me next time, instead of suddenly saying, I never know how to make a decision, you know, you just make it so much bigger than it needs to be, so much worse mm-hmm. than it needs to be. Well, and sometimes you just have to make a decision and whatever happens, happens. You can, you can prep all day long, but there are some things that you, that you may not see when you're, when you're, when you're doing your due diligence, right? And if it happens, it happens. And I tend to, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten to the point in my life where I let the universe kind of show me the way I roll with things more easily instead of, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just let it teach me the way or follow the way without being, uh, not lackadaisical about it and not doing my work, but uh, sometimes you just have to let the universe unfold in front of you, I think. Yeah, you just trust, trust, and then also trust that it will be okay. Yeah. Trust that it will be okay. 
Yeah. Um, I, there, I'm I, an overthinker, though, and that kind of makes me crazy sometimes. Like, I'll have friends that are just decide to go to Mexico for the weekend or something like that. And yeah. I will think, okay, I'll do it, and then start thinking about it. And then think, <laughs> what about my dog? And what about them? You know, and I end up not going. Yeah. And that kind of makes me mad. I wish I was more spur of the moment in my decision-making sometimes, but... I don't, I, I don't know the I, answer, Dr. Perlis. I'm a planner. <laughs> I guess I, yeah. I don't know. Well, Should you, you know overthink what? things or go with it? Yeah, of course we all overthink. Set a goal for yourself, Marie. You know, maybe, maybe you know, the next, before the new year's up, you know, one time you want to you wanna have uh, an ability just to say yes. You know, the movie Yes Man or whatever, was, I think was the oh, yeah. scary. Just yes, you know, just once. If someone asks you something to do something and, and uh, you know, fits in, obviously you have to look into your schedule, but that's all you go look at. Does it fit into my calendar? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. And maybe you just ask yourself to do that once, within, you know, for the next two months or whatever and, it might be. And then actually go. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got follow well, through. Yeah, I mean, the follow yeah. through is a whole different, yeah. uh-huh. a whole different segment. Oh, right? my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely love having you on the show, Dr. Perlis. Tell your grandmother we all said hello. We love her. We don't know her but we love her (laughs) (laughs) how lucky are you to have your grandmother around and and it's such an inspiration and we should all you know um appreciate that when we have loved ones that have blessed the earth for so long but uh thank you so much for jumping on the air with us today everyone out there you know you know the drill you get one body you get one mind and you get one life get out there and make some good decisions That means visiting Dr. Perlis's website as well, drhaleyperlis.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow.